welcome to another episode of Series Scrapped. Uh, today we're going to be breaking down the episode True Calling, episode one, the pilot. So the very, very first episode. I am Sarah. And I am Bryn. And I'm going to get into it. So um, we'll start out with, we have five segments in this show. The first one is the episode recap. So I'm just going to break down the whole episode. Here we go. The episode starts with three kids looking down at their dead mother. The little girl we later learn is True Davies. She hears her mom talking to her, the dead mom, that everything is going to be okay. When the kids are all talking together, they mention that their mother died before her time. It's gonna be a theme, I promise. <laughs> and that she was murdered right in front of little True, who mentions that she wishes she could go back in time and help her mother. We flash forward 10 years to True's college graduation. She is running late to the ceremony, but it's a good thing she was a track star. I'm sure that won't be brought up again later. True looks down and sees that none of her family came to her graduation. She wakes up the next day having shockingly spent, spent the night with her professor. But of course, it's illegal now because she's graduated. She sees the lotto numbers being announced on the TV and heads to her new internship at the hospital only to find out funding has been cut. And if she wants to work in the medical field, she'll have to take her little track star self down to the morgue to see if she can work there. Inside the morgue, it's mentioned that unnatural deaths come here. So it's full of people who died before their time and they shouldn't be dead yet. We stop by the anniversary dinner of the death of their mom, but True's brother doesn't show up and True's sister has a purse full of drugs. We later learn why the brother didn't show up. He was beat up in a poker game because he didn't have the 10 of clubs. At work that night, a body comes into the morgue. Attendant says gunshot was heard around 10 p.m. and there is a bullet wound in the neck of the young lady. After the attendant leaves and True is by herself, she hears voices. She goes into the morgue. She pulls out the young lady and the girl turns to True and says, help me. Suddenly, True wakes up and her professor boyfriend makes the exact same comment he made the day before. True is confused. The lotto numbers on the TV are the same as the day before as well. She goes to the morgue and the body isn't there and this proves to her that the day has reset. She finds the dead girl, Rebecca's address, and heads over there. She creeps out Rebecca at her job and then lies to a bunch of people to get more information on her. Rebecca is taking folic acid and has been in contact with a boy. She tells some more lies and finds out that Rebecca has been sleeping with her dance student's married dance student's married father, and she's pregnant with his kid. Married guy threatens True. True intercepts the drugs coming into her sister's office, but it doesn't help. She gets more drugs anyway. She gives the card her brother needs to her brother so he can win his poker game. She intercepts Rebecca trying to confront married guy. Then Rebecca's other ex is in her apartment with a gun and she talks him down, thinking she has saved the day. Back in the morgue, they find another reason there was no exit wound in her neck. The bullet could have come through her mouth, meaning it was self-inflicted. True runs back to Rebecca's apartment and convinces her not to kill herself because of course, it's not her time to die. Rebecca is saved and True is able to proceed to the next day. It's a lot of information. It's a lot to unpack in that episode. A lot to unpack. <laughs> there's a lot of introduction and, you know, you got to get to know is. everybody. There always is, in a pilot, yeah. Right. So what is your hot take? What do you think? 
you've never heard of this show, this series, <laughs> this episode, so your initial reaction. So I was pretty excited that it was Eliza Dushku, Eliza Dushku and yeah. I don't know why her name is so hard to say. I know. <laughs> Eliza Dushku. Eliza Dushku. It doesn't um, really roll off the tongue very well. And um, Jason Priestley I'm excited for because yes. he's pretty rad. That would be super fun. Um, I was like, what? <laughs> she didn't tell me who was in this. Um, I'm actually also familiar with Meredith, the older sister, because hmm. she was in some episodes, handful of episodes of Lois and Clark. Yeah, I, yes, I do know her from Lois and Clark. <laughs> and I was so like, funny. oh my goodness, that's what her normal vi- voice sounds like. <laughs> yeah, because she has this like real baby voice Such in the Lois and Clark Such a weird voice episode. in Lois and Clark. Yeah. Um, but it was really unnatural listening to her speak. Right. I was like, oh. Um, but yeah, and Zach Galifianakis, and uh, yes. uh, there's, yeah, this is a very good cast, pretty excited. Yeah. Um, right off the bat, the theme song is very charmed. Like, yes. it's yes. very much like charmed. I was like, wow, okay. Um, which is good, because it sets, I think, the right kind of supernatural feel to it, yep, which is that good. Makes sense. Um, I think that set the right tone. I think that was a good choice, the way they went. Um, kind of has a dead zone vibe, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dead Zone is a really good, similar vein show. Like, um, uh, I, I, I really liked it. I think it had kind of a slow hook. Like it took a little while to hook you because you weren't really sure what was happening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a slow build for yeah. sure. Um, it wasn't like, oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right off. It, it, it took a little bit of a slow build, but I think that was okay because I think if it had been faster, it would have come as too much of a shock. Sure. And I think it would have been like, uh, I don't know. Um, but I really liked it. I, I'm, I, I'm, I enjoy this kind of genre, right? Charm, dead zone, all that kind of stuff. This right. is very good. I like Eliza from Buffy, which feels like a similar, yeah. um, vibe and so that's good and I liked that they had a good cast and everything even though Jason Priestley was the most famous one and he's not even in all the episodes no like he doesn't come in until (laughs) later and I don't even know like he's definitely in season two but I think he comes in way near the end of this season yeah he's only in 13 episodes I looked it up and he season if he's not in that many episodes I was like oh okay but like I might be remembering wrong. I just I feel like he doesn't come in until well, there's later. there's a total of twenty seven episodes and he's in thirteen of them. So he's oh okay less than half of the series and yes. he's still on both covers. Right, right. Well, because he's Jason Priestley, so you know you got to feature gonna, gonna him. Sell a few more DVDs with prominently. Jason Priestley I mean, on there. we have Brandon Walsh. So um and oh, who was the other one I was seeing is coming up? Matt Bomer. Oh, oh yes, so that should be fun. He is. He's a very good character. I like so I'm excited to keep watching. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yes. Um, cool. Yeah. So I, um, I've seen it before, obviously. So my hot take is from years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite remember. Um, it was a lot slower in the first episode than I recalled. And so that was a little I'm like, oh, man, it, like, it's not really picking up quite yet. Um, like it'll get a lot better, but I was, I was a little nervous. I'm like, Oh, she might not like it. Cause it was a little slow. Um, and then they, you know, the hitting over the head, we'll get into that with the before their time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there was a lot of kind of like, um, 
explanation of plot and um, hitting over the head with things they really wanted you to like know about. <laughs> so um, those parts bug me, but overall loved the episode because you know I, I love the series. So um, so let's get into plot holes. What do you have for? I don't think I noticed really any plot holes. It did start to be comical how much she was running yes I was like buy a car man like (laughs) and I don't know if they just wanted her to run because she's attractive and they were like film her running as much as possible it's the Baywatch thing you know always running always running yeah (laughs) Um, but that's totally on my list (laughs) but I don't think I, I don't think I would call that a hole necessarily right um it was interesting that there were because she made different choices the second time through that day mm-hmm. other things happened differently and that's a good thing right <laughs> that's a good note it, it is to write yeah. it not the same way if she's making different choices like her boyfriend called her which he didn't do the other time right but he did it because she was being weird right when he right. last saw her yeah. <laughs> and she wasn't being weird the first day so right he had no reason to call her but um so there are things like that that i think that they did a good job with mm-hmm. i don't know that i noticed any plot holes although i might notice that as it goes on from mm-hmm. the first episode right but. right um a couple that i noticed um one thing they're in the morgue and they're like talking about every unnatural death goes to the morgue and I'm like so well what about the natural ones where do they go they're like all of these bodies are unnatural deaths like they it's like oh so they shouldn't be here they shouldn't be dead yet and then at the end somebody comes in with cancer so how did they get there like yeah wait yeah um one thing, I, good thing no one else had the Ten of Clubs in their hand. <laughs> I was like, mm, okay, that could have been awkward. Right? Because he's like, oh, yeah, no, I have this royal flush. I'm like, well, but I have the Ten of Clubs in my hand, so yeah. that's weird. Um, and, you know, this is just a, a trope for all, um, I guess, investigative shows but you put a name in the internet and you instantly come up with an address, which is so amazing. I've totally never been able to do that in my life. Um, and then when I order my cocaine, I always have it delivered to the office. I know. That's like, uh, okay. Special delivery. Here's your cocaine. Like, <laughs> like why would you do that? Like, well, and A, like, are you giving drug dealers money at another time? Like, how are you getting these drug dealers their money? I mean, and do drug dealers want to risk being connected to some kind of delivery <laughs> service? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, I, I don't think I've, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you told your drug dealer that you wanted it <laughs> delivered, they'd be like, uh, yeah, that's no, that's not how this works. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah. Okay, why don't you give me the money and I'll deliver your drugs to your office later today. Don't worry, I'll have it there by four. Right. Yeah, that was definitely weird. Yeah. So that's that's mine. Anything else you could think of of like questions you had? Um 
I thought it was a little coincidental that when he won the poker game finally, it was just enough to pay off the debt he <laughs> owed. And I was like, okay, that feels weird. Right. Like, Why would you Weirdly even... specific. Yeah. Unless you were specifically playing for that debt. Right. Instead of like yeah. with real money and chips. Right. But that was, that was the only thing that, I don't know. Yeah. You're like, oh, how did you break even on that? That's... <laughs> yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. Um, Kate, we'll go on to our next segment. Give me more. Uh, what did you love or want to see more of in the episode? I liked Zach Galifianakis. I wish Definitely he was a little list. funnier. I hope he gets a little funnier oh, as the season goes because funnier. I was like, I don't feel like you're utilizing Zach. Right? <laughs> um, I also liked the other guy, Marco, maybe was his name. He was the oh, other the attendant, guy, like the yeah. more guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't um, think you see him again. <laughs> I think he comes. I think he's in a few episodes, but not. Oh, much. okay. Um, I, I am curious about how her sibling stuff is going to play out because I'm really not sure if I like or hate them yet. Right. <laughs> I think you probably go back and forth a lot during the series. Yeah. I mean, I'm inclined to love and hate Meredith because well, sure. you love and hate Mindy from Lois, from and, Lois Clark. and Clark. Yeah. <laughs> She's a good boss. <laughs> She's pretty great. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't feel like there was anyone like I don't feel like her professor boyfriend really stuck out to me. Like he doesn't feel like a. A long-term relationship. <laughs> no, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not sticking around very long. But um, I do think he is hot. So he is. Um, I love Chris Palaha. He's in a lot of Hallmark stuff. Um, oh, okay. And so I, I love him from. Yeah, he Hallmark. did seem familiar to me, but yeah. I couldn't have placed him. I'd have to look him up. Yeah. But. So he's in my love, but just because he's hot. Um, you may or may not end up hating him soon. So, um, Zach Galifianakis is also on my list. Um, I love he's just like, you know, oh, you know, what was your day like? Oh, I bought socks. Um, that's, <laughs> he's just got that dry yeah. wit humor. Yeah. Um, there was just a little bit of it in this pilot episode and I want, I want more of that in yeah. the next episode. I think it's definitely one of his like first big roles. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it's fun to see him before he's like, you know, the big star that he is now. Um, but yeah, he gets like his, um, he will come to know her powers and be like, you know, her right hand man. Oh, that's um, fun. So he, he definitely will play in a lot more. So love that's Zach Galifianakis. He's going to be great. Um, I did notice the nice continuity with um, making sure True looked at the brand of cards. Like when she went, like she visits the poker game, she looks at the brand of cards and they like make it a point to show that she's looking at the brand of cards so that she can buy the right brand to give him, you know, because otherwise you've got like a blue card with like a red deck, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. That was a good... Good continuity. Right. And then, okay, we'll go into our last segment, Falling Apart. What do you think about um, the I, beginning of the end for True Colors? 
I don't see it as a problem, but again, the pilot episode was a little slow, and I can see how it would take some time for somebody to get into it, and if they're not used to a pilot being kind of slow, but again, I've watched shows from the 70s, and (laughs) I've watched very slow 30s movies, (laughs) so I'm more patient, I think, than most people, (laughs) but if you're not into that kind of patience, then you might get halfway through the first episode and be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if you push through, I think, I think it gets there and it, it'll hook you by the end. So yeah, for sure. Um, some of the things I've gotten falling apart. Um, so th- they make it a point to point out that she's a track star, I think to compensate for, or to explain all of the running. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, so the guy at the hospital, when she goes into her, for her attendant or, uh, her internship, it's like, Hey, you're a track star, right? Why don't you run down to the morgue? Like, why do you even need to say that? Why like, did that? Why was that necessary that she run? Right. Couldn't she have taken a cab to the <laughs> morgue? Like, <laughs> Right, like you can't. Is she gonna like, be late? Hop on a hop in a car and drive to the morgue. Are those dead bodies not gonna be dead in a few minutes if she doesn't make it in time? Well, yes, Does because she she's to gonna run? help all of them. <laughs> They're not going to be there tomorrow. She's gonna put the morgue out of business. Right. Like suddenly, like how come there's no more dead bodies no coming dead bodies. in? There's no murder anymore. It's weird. It's all natural deaths from here on out. And they don't come to this morgue. So they got to go to some other morgue. These are the unnatural deaths morgue. Um, So yeah, like the fact that they just needed to like point that out. Um, And then the whole before their time. It's not just this first episode. It will be a theme for the rest of the series. Just beating you over the head with it's before their time they're not supposed to be dead yet that's amazing yeah looking forward to that right right so and now that like i've pointed it out like every gonna time they say see. it yeah you're gonna be like oh yep before their time awesome not supposed to be dead yet yeah and then falling apart always be running like why always be running no cabs in this town we're gonna start saying is it before their time (laughs) was it was it it before their time it was before their time wasn't it in the rockford files um so in the 70s the tv shows didn't really have overarching story right yeah um and it, it gets to be a pattern with the way they write the episodes and there was one episode i think we were maybe in season three and uh brian and i like I was all, oh, here he goes. He's going to find the dead body. And then a couple, maybe like a whole minute later, Brian and I looked at each other and both said, it's a little early for the dead body. (laughs) (laughs) And it gets to be like this pattern where like, oh, they're going to find the dead body. Like you just know because it's that point in the episode. It's the time. It's time in the episode. (laughs) And now it's a big joke for us. So I think, was it before their time? It's maybe going to be a Before their time. For sure. Um, it's like, um, it w- it's the full house um, formula that I always call it. So at the end of every full house episode, and I don't think they do it in the new like fuller house, but at the end of full house episode, there's 
the talk, the music, the hug, <laughs> the joke. Legit. Yes, at the end of time. every single, you know, they start talking about something serious. The music starts playing in the background. They hug. And then there's a joke. Like, every single episode. So, yeah. Oh, man. Very formulaic in those Night older... Court did a very similar thing oh, to yeah. that. But I, I think Night Court. Night Court did it better than yeah. Full House. It was way less cheesy. It was way more natural the way it happened. Yeah. And it was always Harry's outlook on life. And Harry was always, mm. like, so honest about it. I don't know. Maybe I don't have all the answers. I don't know oh, what right. this is. You know? Yeah. And that was really nice, you know, but Danny was supposed to have the answers because he's the dad, right, right? So it was a little less um, cheesy in Night Court, but they had a similar, like, here yeah. comes the this serious this. life lesson. Right, and... right. <laughs> I bet Blossom's got something similar. Blossom, yeah. well, Blossom started out, the interesting thing about Blossom is it started out in many ways like Full House, but so much better because mm-hmm. the dad wasn't just like, jumping down their throat every second. He wasn't assuming the worst. Like the beer episode of Full House, I always think about because she like takes the beer away from the guys and she's like, look, I'm so cool because I have beer. And of course, that's the minute Danny Tanner sees her and he assumes the worst. And really, she hadn't drunk any beer. They sprayed it on her. Like, I mean, but um, Nick Russo for Blossom is a very different kind of a dad. Yeah, for sure. Very much more laid back, very open and honest with his kids he treats them like adults so in some ways I like Blossom a lot better but we're we just finished season four I want to say and it's starting to get weird (laughs) I was like I like it's heavy for a 22 Mm. minute show that's true it's starting to get really really like and I was like there's not much comedy happening right now in this show and for a 22 minute it's a lot to unpack emotionally right I think they started to like want to transition because she was getting older and they wanted to do more adult stuff and I get that but for 22 minutes it was too much yeah 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 that makes sense so but yeah anyway See, so. <laughs> this is why I wanted you to do the podcast with me. I love talking about all these TV shows. So fun. So much fun. So we'll see you next week for uh, episode two of True Calling. I'm really excited. Yep. Super, super excited. Make sure you subscribe, <laughs> like, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We want to know what series you loved that, you know, we can cover in the that future. That was gone too soon. That was gone before their time. <laughs> before their time. <laughs> So thanks, and we're Series Scrapped. We'll see you next week.